Hello, and welcome to another episode of Disneyland Devoted. I am your host, Michelle, and I'm so glad to be back. So sorry for the delay. Last weekend was the 4th of July weekend, and it was also my birthday weekend, and there was a lot of things going on, and it just got really busy. So I hope you all had a safe and happy 4th of July, and now we're back, and I'm so excited. This is the final episode in the series that I did around taking a closer look at each of the lands, both at California Adventure and at Disneyland, and today we're going to end with Toontown. But before we do that, we're going to do a little house housekeeping and then we're going to talk about some news things um, with Disney World opening up and Downtown Disney opening up and we're going to talk about all of that. So let's get started. So first just a little housekeeping as a reminder please go find me on Instagram under Disneyland Devoted under um, in Facebook same name Um, I really want to interact with you, so I'd love for you to answer those questions that I post out on Facebook, plus on my website, DisneylandDevoted.com, I have a a poll section called um, Let's Have Some Fun, and you can click on there, and you can answer those questions, so please take a moment. I'd love to get to know you. Any comments, any anything would be fantastic. Also, um, all of these links are down below in the description of this episode, so you can find it that way, but everything I do is under Disneyland Devoted. So let's talk about all the things opening up this past week. So I have been watching so many live streams and videos and really trying to get an understanding of what's happening. So first, let's talk about Downtown Disney. That opened on the 9th, and oh my gosh, it was a little deceitful from a crowd perspective. So I was watching some videos of people getting there um, before it opens. It opens it, it opened at 10, and so folks were getting there at 9, and it was already backed up from a car perspective and on the Harbor Boulevard I'll say that again, Harbor Boulevard side, where you can walk in to the Esplanade, which is that center area where Disneyland is on your right and California Adventures on your left. It's where all the shuttle buses drop you off. That area right there was backed up all the way out to Harbor Boulevard. Now, there's social distancing in there, so, you know, it's not like back-to-back people, but still there was a lot of people going in and then the cars were backed up way past the entrance. So a lot of people anxious to get to downtown Disney. And for me, this was a real good sign and a good indicator of what to expect. From a California perspective, I was kind of unsure if we would see a lot of people anxious to get in there. California has a lot of cases of COVID. There was a lot of people unhappy. But it just goes to show you that on the news, you hear stories where, you know, petitions are being signed and people are upset, but there were a ton of people ready to go into downtown Disney. So I think the news stories were obviously just, you know, a 
a fraction of the population, there was a lot of diehards ready to get back to that Disney magic. So when I was watching those videos of people going through downtown Disney, of course, masks are required. A lot of the stores were open, not all of them. There was dining open to get into the world of Disney, which is the big giant Disney store, which I just love. You had to get a virtual queue to get in there. And then it was, um, which is, you know, just basically a line. So it told kind of like a fast pass where it said, okay, now you're in this group and be back between this time and this time. And then it was, you know, social distancing, waiting to get through the doors. There were, you know, arrows of ways that you enter and exit and how you walk around. Oh my gosh, the merchandise, you know, there is just nothing like walking into a Disney shop and just seeing all the displays of merchandise. And they have their 65th anniversary merchandise out and it's really cool looking. I know that the first thing I'm going to get is this beautiful blue mug, but the handle is the D, like the Disney D, that gorgeous font. And oh my gosh, that's like number one on my list. But they had all these spirit jerseys and you know, button down shirts and dresses and skirts and just, oh, so much cute, cute things and backpacks. And I saw the child, lots of plush child displays. I'll be getting one of those for sure. It just looked so amazing. And I was telling someone that I felt the need to want to get there and get merchandise. And you could see people with giant bags of merchandise. I don't know what the psychological thing is here because we've been away from it or not been able to get there. And now it's like you want to just get there and get more than you would if you just were walking in there on an average day. It seemed like people were buying more and I follow certain people and they were saying the same thing. Like they bought things in abundance. There was just something about being without that you just wanted to hold on or get your hands on more things and just watching the videos, I know I'm going to be the same thing. In fact, I think think we're going to have to make a trip out there here pretty quickly. I know Disneyland is not open, but I'm anxious to get into downtown Disney. I'm anxious to hear the music and the smells and the shops and just being there. I just, I got to get there. I just got to do it. So anyways, that was a lot of fun to watch. Um, Like I said, it seems like people were really being respectful of the guidelines and wearing masks and, you know, keeping their distance. And it looked like it wasn't, um, I said in the top of this that it was kind of deceitful, Based on the people standing in line and the cars, it seemed like it was going to be wall-to-wall, but it really wasn't. Um, I think that um, it just, I don't know, maybe because it's bigger. I mean, downtown Disney's not huge, not like the parks, but I just think the way that people are spread out going in different areas, it wasn't as congested as I thought it was going to be. Ah. I'm anxious. I'm going to head out there. Now, flipping over to Disney World, I've been watching lots of live streaming, lots of videos, watching just to kind of see what's it looking like, how is it, how are they navigating, what are the ride um, 
things looking like. And I really encourage you, if you're interested, to go to YouTube. You can find a ton of videos. But I saw that a lot of the main rides, they did a really good job of putting plexiglass in the queue lines. And I kind of thought a lot of the lines were going to be virtual queues, but they weren't. They were actual lines that you stood in. Um, there was no fast pass. Um, at least that's what I was getting from the videos that I watched. And you stood in line, but they had markers to keep your distance. And then, like I said, there was plexiglass. So like if you if you picture yourself standing in a line for, let's say, the Haunted Mansion over at Disneyland, your queue line weaves, you know, up one way, back down another way, up one way, back down the other way. Well, they had... Plexiglass between those rows, so that if you were standing side by side but going the opposite direction, you had that safety barrier. So I thought that was really cool. Plus, you had markers on the ground to keep your distance from the person in front of you and behind you. And then the rides themselves, they were doing like the first row, and there was plexiglass, and then two rows behind were empty, and then the third row, and then so on. Um, those were just some of them that I see. Sometimes it was just every other, but they they definitely had it marked off so that you would were not sitting side by side. Um, of course, they have different transportation things over at Disney World, but just to give you some other examples, they have these big ferry boats that take uh, guests from where you park your car or where the buses drop you off over to the Magic Kingdom, for example, and they carry a lot of people, but they had all the benches um, marked off so you couldn't sit, and they had circles for you to stand on, and they had the corresponding number of circles on the ferry as they did out in the waiting area so that there was just the right number of people who could get their own circle and you stayed in your circle the whole time over to the Magic Kingdom. So they, they're they definitely utilizing their same infrastructure, just making it safer. There were um, hand washing stations all over the place, a lot of sanitizing, which was kind of delaying the rides, um, getting on and uh, getting like waiting to get on a ride. It took a little bit longer as they wiped down the cars and things like that. Um, from a character perspective, characters were not in parades or organized parades, but rather, uh, what did they call them? Uh, there's a word for it that's escaping me um, at this moment, but it was like all of a sudden music would pipe in and then Tinkerbell would come on a float, just Tinkerbell and some handlers and would be walking and she'd be waving and music would be playing and she'd be doing what she'd be doing if she was, I think it's a calvercade, Calver calvercade, something like that. I'll have to look that up now that I said that totally wrong. Um, Anyway, she'd be acting like she was if she was on an actual parade, but it was just her. And then a few minutes later, maybe somebody else was coming out or maybe there'd be a float and it'd have like three characters and they'd be waving and doing their thing. So it seemed like the characters were popping up more frequently, but not in an organized parade fashion. Um, you couldn't touch them per se, but at least you got to see them. And because they were, you know, by themselves and it wasn't that crowded, maybe that was a, a more intimate experience in a roundabout way. So it seemed like people were really happy and, um, you know, there were little kids there. Like there are definitely people who have been waiting to get there and based on the live streaming like I watched right at opening in 
Florida on the morning, I watched all these live streaming so I could see firsthand what it looked like. And it looked pretty cool. It looked like it looked like they're going to be able to do this successfully. And, uh, you know, all the cast members seemed really happy to have people back. And of course, you know, the guests were happy. So I look forward to Disneyland opening. I'm not sure when that's going to be. No new update there. I know the state of California is being uh, very conservative and understandably so, not ready to give that green light. So uh, definitely looking forward to when Disneyland is open up. But like I said, I think I may have to sneak out to Anaheim for some downtown Disney action. I am impatiently waiting for sure. All right, so now let's go ahead and talk about Toontown. So this is the final land in our series, like I mentioned before, and just to kind of put it in the map. So Toontown is, if you start at the hub, and again, that's through the main gates up Main Street, and you get to the uh, wagon wheel, the center there, which is the statue of Walt and Mickey. And then behind them is the castle. And the, the castle represents the entrance into Fantasyland. And you could go through that section, although very congested, and that's not how I would go straight to Toontown if it were me. Or you could go to the right of the castle and go around that way. A slight right takes you like the Matterhorn is directly in front of you and then you're going to veer to the left slightly you're going to see Alice in Wonderland on your left just keep going straight you're going to see the greatest ride ever it's a small world and Toontown is there on the left and as I've said in many episodes before Toontown does not open at the same time as the park so if the park opens at 8, Toontown may not open till 9 or 10, so you definitely want to check the website or the app to see when it's going to open. And at the same time, it usually closes early. I'm not sure why that is other than Toontown is the home of Mickey and Minnie and all of those uh, primary characters. But Mickey and Minnie have a home there, and it's really geared towards smaller children. So I'm not sure if that plays a role in that, but let's talk about Toontown. So this is probably one of the greatest places to take your kids under six years old. It has some of the most entertaining free spaces for them to roam around. So when you walk into Toontown, it also has some some rides in there. Um, so there's one in there I, I don't like. I don't ride ever. And it's in like the most mildest area of the park. But when you walk in, it's kind of like you walk down under the um, the track of the train. So you go underneath that and then you come back up and it's extremely interactive in there. Um, unfortunately, Toontown is the site of the notorious fight, if you ever saw that. Um, if you didn't, don't go Google it because it's really disturbing. But if you did, you know what I'm talking about. So when you come back up, that can you walking up on the right, the first thing is Roger Rabbit. <laughs> Okay, let's try that again. Roger Rabbit's Cartoon Spin. And this is an attraction that I've ridden a couple of times and I don't ever ride it because it spins too much. And you all know now, if you've been listening to my episodes, I'm, I don't like to spin. But it is cute. It's, it's a definite, 
if you're a Roger Rabbit fan, you definitely want to go in and ride this. And I, as I was preparing for today's episode, I was thinking, you know, I haven't been on Roger Rabbit in probably 15 years. I think it's time for me to ride it again and just kind of get a feel for it. It's not teacup-like. It just spends more than I cared for. I remember that. But I think I need to experience it again. And my daughter's never experienced it. So I think I'm going to have to toughen up a little bit and and ride that again. But that's there on the right-hand side. And then beside Roger Rabbit's, um, Roger Rabbit's ride starts like the little town. And they have like all these facades of these cute, cartoony, Disney-looking buildings. And they're smaller, so when your little kids are in there, they're like not overwhelming. They have cute, interactive things. Like if you open up the mailbox, it talks to you. They have little voices all over. They have little doors and windows, and you can just walk all around in there. It is so cute in Toontown. And that I'm just talking about at the moment is on the same side as the Roger Rabbit ride, there's food and shopping and there's like this courtyard area with fun stuff like the ice cream shop and a little diner and hot dogs and just lots of kid-friendly items. This is very much geared towards little kids. There's a lovely seating area there. But then as you continue to go into Toontown, you're going to come to Goofy's Playhouse first on your left. And that is the first of the very cutest free space for your little ones to play. He's got like these plastic slides for them to climb on and little seats for them to sit on and a padded area so when they fall they don't get hurt and there's a little building and they can go upstairs and it's just adorable. It's just a place to let them run in a safe little environment. You can sit right there and watch them. And like I said, they have a building too, so they can climb in things in the building, climb out on the playground, run around. You can watch them. They can get some of their energy out. Right next to that is Donald's boat, which is very similar. Um, There's a bell that they can ring. And oh my gosh, when they figure that out, that bell rings constantly. But it's like there's stairs and you're on his little boat and there's like ropes and it's just adorable. There's spiral staircase you can climb up. There's things that make noise. Again, there's like a little playground area. Goofy's Playhouse and Donald's boat is just absolutely the best place to let your kids run around. Going a little further is Gadget's Go Coaster, and this is a cute little roller coaster. Now, don't be fooled. It's, I mean, it's got a height requirement, so like your little, little ones couldn't go on it, but, you know, maybe four, five, six-year-olds can go on it, and it's still, it lasts, like, I swear, maybe a minute. It feels like it's the shortest roller coaster ever, but it's got some drops and a little bit of a, a speed to it. It's it's um, it's going to sound funny because when you see it, you're going to be like, that doesn't seem very thrilling. But it's not slow. It's not like a little tiny kid's ride. It has some action in it. I really like that roller coaster. So I would recommend going on that. It's really cute. And like I said, the the time that it takes to ride the coaster is so short. So don't um, be discouraged if there's long wait times. It doesn't take very long for the next group of people to get on there. At the end of Toontown next to the roller coaster is Chippendale's house. Um, Okay, so here's the thing about that. (laughs) Uh, You literally just walk into this very small building and you climb up these stairs, go around the corner and climb right back out. It's really just 
I mean, it's it's a treehouse. It's small. It's not a, a big building by any means. It takes you just a couple moments to go through it. But it's something fun for kids. It's something fun for small kids. They'll really enjoy it. And it's just a way to get some of that Disney magic in there. I mean, it is cute. Just as an adult, just keep that in mind that it'll take you about a minute to go through that. And then next to that are Mickey and Minnie's house. And by far the greatest things in Toontown right there. The best character interactions anywhere. So I have experienced the characters in different places in each of their homes. So let's take Mickey's, okay, first. So Mickey has been in the front of the house and Mickey has been in the back of the house. And so he's often in the back and you go in and you, you know, everything's like plastic, but it's like adorable. Like it's his house, his, his couch, his piano, his kitchen, you know, Pluto's little bed. Like it's so adorable. There's things that are happening, little, little interactive things, and you're like meandering. And it's always a long wait time because everyone wants to see Mickey and Minnie. And they have separate houses next door to each other and completely different theming because obviously they have different tastes, duh. And the, you know, the meandering through is adorable and it helps kind of um, pass the time as you're waiting. And then at Mickey's house, when you get to the very end, they um, there's some more queuing and some weaving in and out of lines and they play Mickey shorts, um, these wonderful black and white cartoons. And so that also helps pass the time. But when it's your turn, it is the most special interactive interaction with Mickey and your family and that to me is just so worth the wait so worth the time that you stood in line to have that time with your family and Mickey he's so attentive and so personal and you get you know professional pictures that you can purchase um, or if you have the a max pass where you can download them and they'll take pictures with your phone and you can take pictures and it's just some wonderful one-on-one time with him. I've seen him dressed um, as regular Mickey Mouse. I've seen him dressed as the um, uh, the conductor where he has the adorable like marching band kind of outfit on. I've seen him dressed for the holidays. He's always affectionate. It's amazing. Same with Minnie Mouse. When you go through her house, same cutesy thing. She has flowers and her kitchen does adorable things. The dishwasher, the refrigerator, the oven. Oh, so interactive for the kids. She's either in the front of the house or in the back of the house. Um, and again, it's wonderful one-on-one time you have with her. It's absolutely amazing. If you were to go there and there was like a 45-minute wait and you're like, oh, I don't want to wait for that, I'm telling you, it is so worth it. Now, let me give you a wonderful Mickey Mouse. It could have been Minnie Mouse. I can't remember anymore because I've been there both times, but I think it was Mickey Mouse. We were waiting in line. It was our turn next and Mickey was in the front of the house okay so they had like a a cast member right there and they would like open the rope and they'd let the family in and then you'd go and get to see Mickey it was our turn next and my daughter had to go to the bathroom and of course you know as a parent this is the worst thing ever she's you know four years old she's potty trained she has to go to the bathroom it's our turn we've waited 45 minutes I said to the cast member, I'm so sorry, she has to go to the bathroom. He said, go ahead, we'll hold your spot in line. And sure enough, they did. We ran over to the restroom, came back, and we were the next to go in. I thought that was 
such amazing customer service. I mean, I wanted her to go to the bathroom like lightning speed because I felt really uncomfortable that people were waiting. But at the same time, she needed to go and they made that absolutely seamless. Oh, warmed my heart. And when we met Minnie when my son was small, she absolutely made that the best character interaction I've ever had. She kissed him. She hugged him. Oh my gosh, it was absolutely adorable. Um, Minnie was just as sweet to my daughter. It's just the best one-on-one time with those characters. So I highly, highly recommend taking the time to go back there and meet those characters. You will not hate it. And then that kind of takes us right back over to the courtyard, um, the food court and courtyard where you can sit down and have something to eat. But in between there, like in the streets, you'll have uh, like an old time car that's like this beautiful plastic, big giant car that your kid can climb in and pretend that they're driving. It's a wonderful photo op. There's like a cable car there. There was a fire truck at some point. And on top of it, the primary characters are bouncing around. Pluto, Donald, Um, goofy they're like all hanging out in Toontown and they're just like walking around and interacting and stopping to take pictures it's such a great experience for smaller kids once your kids get past six there's some guidelines on like Donald's boat and Goofy's playhouse where they don't really um, want kids that large because it's really towards smaller kids and I have to be honest it gets kind of boring for them so since my daughter's 10 we seldom go into Toontown we do walk around just to kind of if we're over there by It's a Small World. We're like, oh, let's just pop into Toontown and, you know, kind of see what's going on. And maybe we're going to go see Mickey and Minnie. um, Or maybe we're just going to walk and just kind of check things out and see if we see any characters. Because it is cute in there. The theming is adorable. It's just not, um, it's just not geared towards bigger kids. But if you got some little ones, they will absolutely love Toontown. And like I said, the food in there is very approachable from a kid's perspective. So I think that that's a really great place to stop and eat or just to get ice cream or a snack or whatever. I will say Toontown's pretty crowded um, because there's a lot of families, as you can expect. But you know, just like anything else, if you get there first thing or you go before they close or you're going on days where it's not that crowded, definitely just go in there and check it out you will not be disappointed so that's really it toontown is small it's worth seeing it's um again it's not the exact same hours as the park so be sure to check that out but um this was a short and sweet episode i hope that you enjoyed it i hope you enjoyed this series um i'm glad to have gone through and told you all about the different lands and i'm ready to move on to our next set of shows um keep watching for updates on uh, the reopening of Disneyland. And again, if you want to see some live videos or some, you know, great recorded videos of Disney World and Downtown Disney, I always like to go to YouTube and check that out. You get a really good sense 
of what it feels like and how people are acting, meaning are they following the rules and, and social distancing. So, um, you know, use your tools because that's how you can feel comfortable with going back and visiting the Disneyland Resort. So with that, I hope you all have a spectacular week and a happy and healthy, safe day today. And until next week, bye.